Sin parar, sin parar. Oh, this is my song, yo. It's called Soltera Remix by Lunai, Daddy Yankee, and Bad Bunny. We could talk about Bad Bunny a little bit, but right now, I just want to welcome you to It's Just a Talk. This is episode 018. My name is Mauricio. I'm your host, and this is It's Just a Talk, the podcast where we talk a little tea, we talk a little truth, but we always leave time to talk some shit. Your millennial, queer, political, everything podcast. If you haven't been here before, welcome. And if you've been here already, yo, it's like you're in my house. Well, really, I'm in my house, in my closet right now, which I converted into like a closet slash studio slash classroom slash like clothes hang here. Like, this is like a multi-purpose room. You know how schools have NPRs? My closet in this NPR. Welcome to the NPR Today's episode is being brought to you by Tupperware. Yes, I said Tupperware. And I know that I can go to Ikea and get, like, the really cheap Tupperware. But, like, I remember when I was a kid and my mom used to order Tupperware from Avon. And we used to get all the different lids and all the different um, bowls and stuff. And they're all different colors. And I used to love how colorful they were. But the reason why it's being brought by Tupperware is that recently I went on a trip to D.C. to see my sister graduate. You'll hear about it in the segment I like to call, How Was Your Week? Pero, you know, she's a little broke right now, and it's cool, you know? Like, times are hard right now. Like, it's expensive to live up in the Bay Area, L.A., most cities. Entonces, I took, like, a bunch of Tupperware con la comida on my flight, because you can do that. A lot of people don't know that you can bring food on your flight. As long as it's not liquid, you can bring it on your flight. And if TSA try to take it away, be like, no, no, no. I can bring this on the flight. It's not liquid. There's nowhere in the rules that say I can't bring food domestically. Now, if you're flying internationally, that's a different story because, you know, they don't want you to bring food from country to country, whatever. So Tupperware saved my life. I got to bring some, a burrito. I brought some fruit. I brought me some vegetables. I brought me a salad con fried chicken. I mean, not fried chicken. Con grilled chicken and todo because, you know, she's on that Beyonce diet. And she's trying to be snatched for my birthday weekend. And Entonces, this is why this episode is being brought to you by Tupperware. El que sea. It doesn't matter if you didn't get it on Avon or at Ikea. Maybe you got it at Ross. Maybe you got it at 99 cents store. Ain't nobody hating. But you know we all love Tupperware. You know, it's like, it's like the person that never gets thanked for the job. Like, bitch, I held your lunch this whole time. And I did not spill. And you ain't gonna thank me? So next time you open that lunch, you look at the Tupperware and you Thank that Tupperware. Porque él o ella o they, you know, we gender neutral here. They made sure that your food was nice and ready to go. And they're microwavable. Bitch, okay. So if you're ready, because I'm ready, let's get this party started. Porque this is the episode right before my birthday. So you know we're going to be party up in here. Let's get this party started, y'all. <laughs> Se lo reponga, solo que era alguien 
Oh, oh, okay. Dime lo que tú quieras, baby. You know you're my Luma, babe. Okay. I don't know what it is about this man, but like, cuando recién salió Maluma, I was like, oh, he's just, you know, another daddy Yankee wannabe, you know, just add him to the list. And then he started hanging out with Prince Royce. He started hanging with Wilbur Balderrama. And I was like, yo, what's up, though? What's up? Like, are we doing this or not? It's like when you get a, a, a message on Grindr and they, like, go back and forth and you're like, bitch, are we doing this or not? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't nothing to put that out there, but, like, it's Maluma. And if I were to get a from Maluma, I'd be like, okay, on my way. You know, I'm just saying, Maluma... He can get it. Like, he can definitely get him. All right, welcome back to another segment that I like to call, How Was Your Week? And um, my sister brought this up to me. So I went to D.C., um, or D.C. adjacent. I went to Virginia to see my sister, Brissette, graduate. Shout out, Brissette. I know she listens to this podcast. Uh, and she got her bachelor's in arts, in communication arts. And, you know, she had to be extra. And by she, I mean me. I brought a whistle and everything. I knew I had to be hella loud con su familia ahí. You know, her su familia is my familia too, you know. Entonces... She brought up this good point that, like, I haven't talked about the Wendy tea. Like, this tea is exceptionally good. Like, Wendy Williams. If you have not been keeping up with Wendy Williams, she is going through it. Like, legit. So, Wendy Williams, like, is getting a divorce from her husband. She's living in a halfway home porque she was, like, addicted to shit. You know, Wendy Williams, she's, like, a uh, an addict. Like, she was a past addict. And she's been open about it and shit on her show. And even before that, when she was in the radio, ho- when she was just in radio. Entonces, now she's living in a halfway home porque, you know, she told people that she, like, relapsed and she's been doing drugs again. She didn't necessarily say what drug. Entonces, por eso, like, she had all these, like, uh, guest hoes because she was gone. So then she moved into the halfway hoe. Her husband is trying to get a divorce because her husband got some other girl pregnant who's, like, real young. Entonces, their son is, like, 18. The husband ain't trying to move out of the house that Wendy paid for. And now the girl that he got pregnant lives at Wendy's home while Wendy's living in this halfway home. Entonces, like two weeks ago or something, Wendy showed up at the house with, like, movers because she wanted to get all her shit. She's like, I pay for it. You know, like Beyonce said, um, you know, everything you own in a box to the left because everything now is yo lo pagué, wait. That's mine. It's mine. And Wendy, when she got money, and I don't even know who her husband is. He's, like, nobody. Entonces... You know, she made a mistake that there was never any, um, what's that document you signed that said you ain't going to take my money? Uh, a prenup. There you go. There was never any prenup when they got married. So now the husband wants half of it. He wants like a check monthly to keep up the lifestyle that he is accustomed to. And this mofo, this motherfucker over here is asking for um, child support for their son. But their son is 18, so he's like a full grown-ass adult. Even though, like, they say the millennials, we ain't gonna grow up until we're like older than 18. But you're a whole-ass man, man. Why do you need child support from him? So, Brissette brought it up to me, and she's like, why haven't you talked about the Wendy tea? There's lots of tea there. And I was like, you're right. This tea is exceptionally good. And I said that because, you know, there's that gif where she's like, 
if you're if you're sending a gif on a group text and you want to talk about tea, you send the Wendy Williams one because she's like dipping the tea and it says, this tea is exceptionally good. Well, girl, your tea is exceptionally good, okay? So how was my week? Like I said, I went to D.C. I went to see my sister graduate. Um, then I went to L.A. and I got to surprise my mama. Uh, so I... Hadn't told her that I had, like, a, this crazy long layover in L.A. Entonces, uh, I touched my little brother, and I was like, hey, let me know what you guys are doing on Mother's Day, uh, the American Mother's Day, because Mexican Mother's Day, I was here. Entonces, I was like, let me know what you're doing for American Mother's Day. He was like, oh, we're going to go get Denny's, like, breakfast. It was really lunch, but, you know, my mom, she takes forever to get ready. Entonces, uh, my friend Nelson picked me up from LMU porque I was there for graduation. So I went to see my sister graduate. Then I traveled to LMU. I got to see all my core members that I onboarded graduate their masters, as well as uh, friends that graduated masters. My old roommate Rosana graduated her masters. And after that, Nelson picked me up. First place we went was Quintaco, because you know, if you're in LA, you need Quintaco. I'm sorry, you just do. Then I went to Denny's. Yeah, I walked in. And I surprised my mama. I posted on Twitter and I posted it on um, Facebook. I'm about to. I'm gonna post it on what's it called on Instagram today or maybe like Sunday or something. One of these days. I'm thinking of today or tomorrow. I'm gonna post it so that pe- everybody can see uh, the way I surprised my mama. I was super excited. Like her face was like my favorite part of it. Um, but yeah, so that's what I, I've done. I've been like interviewing like crazy, trying to like find a job, because, you know, she broke, entonces, you know, she got this trip for her birthday, and by she, I mean me, y no sé cómo lo voy a hacer, like, I was like, yo, like, credit card, you know, you're about to come in handy, like, there's a reason I was building my credit, I really thought I was building my credit to, like, be able to, like, you know, get a bigger credit, and, like, go on trips, but, you know, uno pone, Dios dispone, porque my plan was to just have better credit to go on trips and shit, but ahora, like, this credit's just gonna, like, let me live for the next month, I just, I decided that I'm just gonna go out and start being a server, um, I've thought about other unconventional ways to earn money, but my morals don't let me because um, I don't want to end up on, like, TV if I run for office one day or if I go back in the classroom and be like, teacher in Oakland, California has been found videos of him doing X, Y, and Z graphic video. Click the link. And I was like, no, I ain't trying to be that person. You know, my mama me enseñó bien. Y, I mean, not that I, I, I knock it. Like, I, you know, I am all about sex workers' rights. I am all about, you know, you do you, do you boo-boo, pero yo, you know, I have to find other unconventional ways to do it. Y si voy a hacer un server, voy a, voy a trabajar diferentes cosas, todo lo que voy a hacer, pero, you know, una cosa que no me gusta hacer es pedir a la gente. A mí no me gusta pedir a la gente. Like, that's the one thing. And if you're, like, my, my close, close friend, you know that I don't like asking for help. I even hate it when people pay for me. Like, it just makes me feel like not weak, but it makes me feel like, no, like, I work my ass off. Like, I can do this. Uh, but a veces, you know, you just have to take it. That's what he said. Or she. Or they. Hey! Uh, all right, so let's move on to some pop culture of the week. 
week. Uh, so, again, RuPaul's Drag Race. I think today is, like, the le- the episode before the finale. I lost interest. Like, I was holding on for dear life because I was like, maybe they'll give me something good. And it just hasn't been good. I started watching it because people have been talking about it and asking me questions about it. And because I wasn't watching the full episodes, I was like, okay, like... I don't know what's going on. So I got a little FOMO. If you don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. So I kind of got FOMO, I'm not going to lie. Entonces, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it, and then we're just going to deal with it. Pero, RuPaul, if you don't give us a break between fucking, like, seasons, like, I don't know. Like, you're going to lose so many viewers. Like, take it from, like, um, Dragula. They took a year off, and now we all waiting for Dragula. Like, ooh, I'm waiting for this nasty-ass show to come back. Talking about shows that are on YouTube, like Dragula, La Mas Draga has been having really good reviews this season. Uh, the show is a, a lot better produced than, la- than the first season, but it's still a little underproduced. I will say that it's exciting to see, like, the, the Mexican queens from different places in Mexico like, compete, and they don't do, like, real competitions, like, in RuPaul, they just do, like, La Pasarela, or The Runway, but it's cool to see, like, how creative Latinos can be, and how, like, a lot of this creativity that other cultures have is because of us, you know, I ain't just throwing it out there, because I can, I'm throwing it out there, because I have facts, like, I have the receipts, casi todas las cosas, you know, people of color have created, and then other, you know, that other culture takes it on their own, and they, like, gentrify it, and by that other culture, I think I know who you're talking about, um, so yeah, I watched La Mas Draga on YouTube, if you haven't, the third episode aired yesterday, uh, I'm excited that I'm gonna be able to watch it in Mexico next Tuesday, I'm gonna be in fucking Guadalajara, and I'm gonna try to find a bar to watch La Mas Draga and I'm kind of really excited about that. Like, eh, like, pitch goes up. Uh, I also, I saw Detective Pikachu. If you have not watched it, watch it. Go watch it. It's cute. There was a lot of kids. Um, I'm like a nerd. Like, I, I like grew up with like Pokemon. Entonces, like, if it was cute to like see, like, mira todos los Pokemons que like I used to play on the games or or see on my on my trading cards. Entonces, que no salía and I was like, oh my god, it's Tortile. Oh my god, it's, um, Pikachu, oh my god, it's Squirtle. And yo casi me lo sabía todos, pero menos, like, the new ones. Like, I don't know the new generation, because, you know, she's too old to be playing the new generation. Even though, secretly, I want to get the, like, Pikachu game or the Eevee game on the Nintendo Switch. But that means I have to buy a Nintendo Switch, and that's, like, $600. And we ain't trying to drop $600 right now, girl. We try to pay the rent, okay? Entonces, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. Take your kids. Uh, it's a really cute movie. Um, it has, like, a really good message. Uh, they're like, we can, like, co-live with each other I took the message as like um, if humans can co-live with with Pikachus with Pokemon then we should be able to co-live with animals without trying to like kill them and make them go extinct like the whales there was like a ninth whale the ninth whale in like the last year I believe they, they like just like came up shore in San Francisco like two weeks ago or a week ago and it's really sad to see how like they're just coming up on shore porque all like the climate change they can't find food and then the food that they find is like our nasty ass plastic that we're throwing in the water and though it's all these animals when you open them there's like plastic inside them and it's like yo like that's a shame like we are a horrible fucking like like our group like the humans we're like 
we're destructive. Like, we know that we're destructive, pero pobres animales, ¿qué les, qué les, qué, qué nos hacen? Like, they keep coming all dead and shit. Al rato no tener ningún animal y después we're gonna ones get, are gonna be dead. Talking about uh, some being dead, uh... I had no life. All the life in me was taken during the Met Gala. So the Met Gala happened last week, and uh, the theme was um, camp. And camp is like a very drag thing. Like, drag queens do camp. Camp is like... um, like unconventional and it's um like over the top and it's I don't know it camp is this it's a it's a genre and like all they had to do all these famous people all they had to do was fucking just like contact their local drag queen and be like hey can you tell me what camp is can you help me with my outfits but like a lot of these motherfuckers like their looks were just not camp I will say that my favorite fucking looks were Billy Porter. This motherfucker came in in all gold with huge wing, gold wings. He looked like the male Cleopatra. And then he came in with six beautiful black men just like, it's like holding him on their shoulders. I was like, yes, Billy Porter, work. Uh, Lady Gaga was one of the um, people who came up with the theme this year. And she was the very first one to arrive. And she had like a 30-minute show. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, Facebook, and everywhere, you you can just Google it. She had like three different looks that she came up with. Um, my other favorites was, I really loved, oh my God, what's his name? Um, I don't remember his name, but he was carrying, like, a head of himself. Con una cabeza de él solo. Uh, like I said, Billy Porter was amazing. Uh, for the first time ever, drag queens were invited to the Met Gala, and the three drag queens were invited was Violet Chachki, RuPaul, and Aquaria. Uh, they were okay. I was disappointed by RuPaul's look, because I was like, yo, like, this is, like, camp. Like, this is camp. And you're going to show up in a fucking suit? Like, given the suit was, like, weird. Pero en todas maneras, I was like, yo, like, what the fuck? Also, Carol Delevingne, she was really cool. She was wearing Christian Dior. But she had this beautiful, like, headpiece that had, like, teeth. That had, like, eyes, had bananas. It was, like, really fucking cool. Lizzo was amazing. Um, What's her name? The girl from Black Panther. Um, Nikita Nyong'o. Oh, my God. Lupita. Lupita Nyong'o was amazing. Maluma was there. And I don't know if he was camp. I just thought he looked fine, okay? So, uh, I think my other, like, top looks, other than Lupita Nyong'o, Billy Porter, I want to say, oh, Zendaya was really cool. She did, like, a whole um, look, like, a Cinderella look that lit up. One of the ones that a lot of people didn't understand the reference was Tracy Ellis Ross. She showed up in a black dress with a frame over her, and she was basically talking about cultural nuances. So uh, she was referring to how people used to show up to African-American Day Parade in Harlem with frames around their faces um, who Lorraine O'Grady's art 
is movement. And this is basically centering the blackness as beauty and reclaiming the narrative of what beauty is. Entonces, Tracy Alice Ross was just giving a nod to that. So I thought it was really fucking amazing that she did that. Um, and then lastly, uh, Janelle Monet, which just looked fucking amazing también. Like, if you have not seen all the looks, it was really amazing looks at the Met Gala. Some people did not hit the mark, but some people really did, and I was really excited about that. Another thing I was really excited about was uh, Mr. Ratburn from Arthur finally came out. I always knew when I was watching it as a kid, it is like the 22nd season, I knew that Mr. Ratburn, Rat, Ratburn, Ratburn, oh my god, I get it, it's a rat and then burn. Ratburn was gay, I always knew it, but on this episode of the season 22, he gets married to his partner, and it was freaking amazing to see. The only thing that made me sad was that Mr. Ratburn is getting married, and I'm still over here trying to get a test back. <laughs> I'm still trying to get over here a guy to be in the same city with me that I get a test back from. Like, yo, like, universe, what's up, yo? Like, like that girl, like, um... From Dr. Phil, universe, catch me outside. But, like, I hope you bring me someone outside that I can just, like, bump into. I want, like, one of those, like, the sun is also star kind of things, you know? Talking about sad things, um, there was a shooting in Denver. Uh, there was eight injured and one dead. Uh, we're going to talk about more about the one dead uh, during our question of the week. Uh... I take this very personally as a educator, a past teacher, where this year alone there has been more deaths in school shootings than there has been in the military. Let that sink in. Like, really let that sink in. And with that, we're going to go to our next segment of the podcast, our question of the week. I'll see you there. All right, welcome back to our next segment of the podcast. Our next segment is our question of the week. And I did mention we were going to talk about the Denver shooting uh, during this um, segment. Uh, The question of the week this week is, should children be expected to be heroes during school shootings? And the reason why I asked that is because the one person who was death during the shooting was a young student who basically took it upon himself to be a hero and uh, try and save his fellow classmates by taking a bullet. Um, His name is Kendrick Castillo, who was 18. He was killed after lunging at one of the gunmen during the shooting. And I, I... Honestly, can't believe we've gotten to the point where we are calling these children heroes. Yes, they are heroes. But no, this is not the way they should be heroes. Like, since 2019 started, there has been 105 mass shootings in the United States. There's been 120 people killed 
so far. There has been 387 people wounded so far. Like, that's insane to think about. To think about that now it is safer to, I guess, go into the military than it is to, like, go to school. Because this kid is being called a hero for lunging himself and saving a bunch of his classmates. But Castillo, this student, Kendrick Castillo should not have had to do that. He had been accepted to college. He was going to be the first in his family to go to college. And he his life was taken because somebody decided that they could sell somebody else a gun. And this person with a gun decided to go kill people. I can't believe that we live in a country that cares more about children before they are born than children after they are born. Because if these people actually cared about children, they'd be doing something about the education system, they'd be doing something about gun control, they'd be doing something to actually take care of the fucking children in the United States. Like, that is ridiculous. And we're going to talk more about the newly, like, abortion laws that have been popping up all over and how it's... Basically, we're going back in time. I keep seeing this meme that says, um, don't you just love uh, the way time works? It's 3 o'clock in China, and it's 3 a.m. in, in, I don't know, they said something about Australia. And in the United States, it's 1972. (laughs) I was like, yes, I do love the way time works, but apparently the United States doesn't understand that these shootings are going to continue to happen if nothing gets done. Like, um, that was a list of mass shootings, but... In schools alone, there has been, I believe there has been about 16 school shootings since the school started. I mean, since since the year started. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the very first one was in January. There was one at the beginning of February. There was actually four in February. Then there was some in March, some in April, some in May. The last one that happened in May literally happened, like, a couple days ago. It was May 7 in Savannah, Georgia, where Savannah State University student was shot and wounded in a residential hall on campus because it was a mass shooter. Like, yo. Yo. What the fuck? No. Students should not be expected to be heroes and jump in front of a gun and a bullet to save others. Like, we need to do so much fucking better. We need to vote people that actually want to not take away guns because I ain't trying to not be able to get a gun if I need one, but make it harder for crazy people to get guns. I'm just saying. It's way too easy to get a fucking gun, especially if you're white in the middle of nowhere America. You can get a gun like that. Now, me, or or a man that's black, we might have a little harder time getting a gun from these people in middle America. But then white people? Like that. I'm just saying. I keep watching these movies, and every time that, like, a white person gets, like, you know, gets, does something... And gets away with it. I keep thinking if that if that man was black, if that man was brown, he was not gonna get away with that. I'm just telling you. 
I've just been really fired up right now, lately, so I hope that you're fired up, too, because we have some big... We have a big job coming up in the elections that are coming up in the next couple of years. I'm just saying. You know, IJS, I'm just saying. All right, we're going to move on to the next segment of the podcast, our POC or Queer Excellence of the Week. I'll see you there. I'm Don't call me up. Welcome back to our next segment of the podcast, our person of color or our queer excellence of the week segment, where we talk about someone or some ones who in the past, since the last episode, have gone above and beyond and they're people of color or they're queer and they've just been slain. You know what I mean? The first one that we're going to talk about is Ms. Rihanna. So if you did not hear, Ms. Rihanna has become the first woman to create an original brand at LVMH. The first woman of color at the top of LVMH Mason, and her line will be the first new house created by the group since Christian LaCroix in 1987. And it is her Fenty Beauty lines. So, shout out to Rihanna. She keeps laying. Now, if only she would drop an album, so... She can slay us with her new music. Girl, we love your your makeup, and we're inspired. And, you know, last time when you said that you were going to have a surprise for us, we all really thought it was going to be new music. It was just new palettes. So, girl, when are you going to drop new music? I'm just saying. IJS. Our next person we're going to uh, give a shout-out to is to Miss Lena Waite, who I did not talk about during the Met Gala. But she showed up in this suit, um, and in the suit behind her suit in the Met Gala, it's a, a red, black drag queen's invented cap. That's all I have to say. Just, like, lean away. Like, slay. Uh, and for the first time in forever, there was five black beauty queens that have taken the major crowns in the United States. Uh, it was Miss USA, Miss America... Miss Teen USA, and then there's two gay pageants, uh, like drag queen pageants, where black women won, or black drag queens. So we forget sometimes that these these are national pageants too. But the three cis women won, and then two drag queen women, I guess, won. So they're all black beauties, uh, and all of them did in their natural hair. Well, I mean, at least the three... Drag the three cis women did the drag queens. I mean, it, I'm sure it was natural hair, but that shit was bought. You know, it was like expensive wigs. So I don't know if I still count it as natural hair. I mean, it was natural to them. I'm just saying. <laughs> and finally, the queer icon that our generation needs, Mr. Bad Bunny. No, he's not queer, but like he is just you know evolving what masculinity should be. This is why I needed to add him in this segment. After the Billboard Awards, he showed up with this, like, big-ass, like, green nails and, like, this purple suit. And he was just, you know, he was sporting them nails. And 
The only other person that I know that can sport nails like that is my friend Jimmy, because he be sporting those nails. And they they make me want to just, like, paint my nails. And I kind of did this weekend. I painted my thumbs, and then I got a little uncomfortable, and so I just, like, took them off. But you know what? Once I find a job, once she once she's employed, she will be dying. She will be painting her nails. It's going to be my new thing, you know? New thing. All right, so congrats, y'all. Rihanna, Lena Way, the five black beauty queens, and Bad Bunny, the queer icon we all have been waiting for. And with that, we're going to move on to our next segment, Today in the Country. I'll see you there. In my that was power. <laughs> it's power with Caesar the Weekend, Travis Scott from Game of Thrones. I don't know why, but every time I hear the Weekend sing, it makes me sound like he's just not saying the words correctly. He's just like, and I'm like, what? ¿Qué está diciendo? No lo entiendo. No te entiendo, wey. <laughs> Welcome to our next segment of the podcast, Today in the Country. The first thing we're going to talk about is uh, kind of obvious. I uh, want to talk about this abortion um, ban that has been popping up everywhere. Uh, so most recently, Alabama made it completely illegal to get an abortion, um, whether you're in Alabama or outside of Alabama. Uh, the shit is that the people who made this decision were 24 white men. Um, yeah, I'm just saying. IJS. Uh, and these Republicans that made this decision have not cared that, like, you know, people have abortions for different reasons. This is what some Republicans, not just necessarily Republicans in Alabama, but some Republicans have said about why they think uh, rape is okay and why um, rape business, rape victims should not get an abortion. Uh, Clinton Williams from Texas said, rape is kind of like weather. If it's ine- it's, it is inevitable. Relax and enjoy it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Todd Atkin, he's a Republican, he said, if it's a legitimate rape, the female body has always has ways to shut that thing down. So the female body has way to shut her vagina down, basically. Uh, Rick Santorum said, rape victims should make the best of a bad situation. Okay, cute. Uh, Richard Murdoch said, even when life begins in the horrible situation of rape, that is something that God intended to happen, which is why he's against abortion. Uh, I'm not going to read the rest because they're just uh, ridiculously stupid. But so far, Alabama has completely banned abortion. Uh, Some of the worst bans are in Georgia, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Ohio, which you cannot have an abortion uh, if you are six weeks or less. Uh, I mean, that's six weeks, six days. I'm sorry. Lord Jesus. And then there is North Carolina, there's Arkansas, Utah, North Carolina, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Nebraska, and North Dakota. They have really harsh um, 
bans on certain weeks of abortion. And this is all leading up to it going to the Supreme Court and basically trying to re re uh, what's it called? Reverse Roe versus Wade, which uh, was a law that passed by the Supreme Court in the seventies that made abortion not be illegal in any states because so many women were being found in restrooms, so many women were being found at their homes, so many be- women were being found in abandoned abandoned buildings because they were doing in in legitimate abortions. Because when a woman can't have the baby and doesn't ha- want the baby, they're gonna find a way to get rid of the baby or the fetus or whatever's in them because I don't want to call it a baby because technically they're not a baby until a certain point um, and technically that's even debatable of what people believe some people believe that it's a baby as soon as like the sperm hits the the fucking the egg some people believe it's a baby once it hits 24 weeks some people believe it's when it hits 6 weeks some people believe when once it's born there's so many different um, opinions and I think the only person who can make that opinion is a fucking woman on their own whoever the fuck is carrying the baby or the thing or the sperm gets to make that fucking decision. Like, it shouldn't be that fucking hard. I'm just saying. IJS. I'm gonna have y'all saying IJS a lot. Watch. Uh, the next thing we're gonna talk about is the 24 fucking people running for president. Yes. I. You heard that right. 24 fucking people. Let me read them out loud. We have Michael Bennett, Joe Biden, Bill de Vlasho, who just announced like two days ago, Cory Booker, Steve Bullock, who announced like a day ago, Pete Buttigieg, Julian Castro, John Delaney, Tulsi Gabbard, Kirsten Gillibrand, Mike Grable, Kamala Harris, John Hickenlooper, Jay Isley, Amy Klobuchar, Cloberker, Wayne Messam, Seth Moulton, Beto O'Rourke, Tim Ryan, Bernie Sanders, Eric Swaywell, Elizabeth Warren, Marion Williamson, and Andrew, Andrew Yang. Are the actually there's 26 Democrats running for one like basically one seat to be able to contest the Republicans. In the Republicans, we literally have DJT and Bill Weld. Okay, this is going to overwhelm people, and what's going to happen is that we have too many motherfucking people running, and if we were not going to want to go out there and run, and vote, I mean. So what I'm saying, I'm proposing that these motherfuckers lifting for their lives, and then we just start knocking them out. We just start knocking them out. Knock, knock, knocking them out. In reality, I only think there's like five or six on here that are actual serious candidates that we should really consider. That's Joe Biden... Pete Buttigieg has now come into that list. Julian Castro, Kamala Harris, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. I want to say those are like, oh, maybe Beto O'Rourke. Maybe Beto O'Rourke. Those are like the six, seven that are like serious candidates. From that, I will even knock out Beto O'Rourke. I'm sorry I love him, but I would knock out Pete Buttigieg and Julian Castro. So in reality, that gives us like Joe Biden, fucking um, Kamala Harris, 
Uh, it gives us Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. It gives us, like, the serious contenders. I mean, trust me, I would love Julian Castro to be a serious contender. Julian, if you need me on your campaign, I can make you a motherfucking serious contender. I'm just saying. I know the people, okay? You get the Latino vote and the gay vote and the millennial vote. Hello? Where you at? Come to my door. Knock it. Uh, go to my LinkedIn. Share my LinkedIn, people. But that's too many motherfucking people running. Tell me your, your opinion. Do you think too many people are running? I think too many people are running. I feel like people are just throwing their hats because they can. I might just throw my hat in there to be like, Mauricio Maral, running for president of the United States. Actually, I have to be 40. And, no, I am 40. So, no, we ain't running for president anytime soon. Pero, give me your opinions. Go on my Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, at It's Just a Talk. Or send me an email about your opinion. I would love to hear your opinion about you know, people that are running. I feel like I'm going to make one of those brackets. I've made brackets, like, for Disney movies, Pixar movies. I'm going to make a um, a presidential election bracket, and I'm going to use uh, Instagram to come down to, like, the top two candidates and the top one candidate. I'm going to do that. Watch. Look out on my Instagram. We're going to make that. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk about what's happening in the country. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to Hoy en el Mundo. And I guess I'll see you there. Bye. hotel room. Who's going on a hotel room? I don't know. Not me. Actually, I am going to a hotel room. and But it's an Airbnb, so it's different, right? I mean, it's, like, more classy. It's, like, for, like, you know, football players and politicians. <laughs> Talking about politicians, welcome back to our next segment in the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. And today we're actually going to talk about... Uh, I guess they're considered a politician. I think they're considered a politician. I'm not 100% sure. I'm talking about the Duchess of Sussex, Meghan, and Prince Harry had their child a couple, uh, like a week ago, I believe. Like a week ago, like a week ago. Uh, the baby's name is Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Yeah. That's that that's the baby's name. Archie Harrison Mount Bathin Windsor. Uh they did say that they want to have more babies. Uh there was a huge controversy because she didn't come out and show the baby like right after like she had like pooped it out her vagina. And so everybody was like, show us the baby, like this is not fair, like it's tradition. And they were mad because they waited three days to show the damn baby. And then they were asking really stupid questions like, what's the baby's personality like? I'm like, bitch, the baby is three days old. Like, what, it poops and eats a lot? Like, and they're like, this is, does he look more like his mom or more like his dad? I'm like, he looks more like a potato. That's what I'm about to say. Because you don't know what the hell the baby's going to look like. And they were just making up questions, I mean, answers like, oh, he's been really calm. He looks more like both of us put together. And I was like, girl, you know, God bless you for coming out with, you know, looking the way that you looked after, you know, having a baby. Everybody thinks that when you have a baby, you automatically go, 
you just get snatched. And I'm like, no, bitch, like, all that weight is still there. Like, it takes women months to lose that baby weight. And sometimes baby don't lose the baby weight. They just get under the baby. I mean, I'm looking at some of y'all. So, the baby was born. Archie Harrison, Mouth Bath and Windsor is the name. And apparently, none of them have, like, the same last name because it's, like, they create a name depending on what they believe the baby is going to, like, become or, like, what the baby's future will be. So I guess his last name is Mount Bathen Windsor. I mean, some name. I thought my novella name was was uh, a lot. Mauricio Miguel Amaral Vasquez. I thought that was a good novella name. But Archie Harrison, Mouth Bathen Windsor definitely beats me. So... Yeah, if y'all are interested in the royal family, that happened. So moving on to the other side, uh, actually, Britain used to own this country. Moving to India, which Britain had a lot uh, hold of for a while until Mohammed Gandhi, Mohammed Gandhi, Gandhi. His last name is not Mohammed. Oh my God! Until Gandhi, uh, you know, took away the power of the British and let India rule themselves. Right now, they're going through a crisis, yo. Uh, so India is facing the worst water crisis in its history, with 600 million people dealing with high to extreme water shortage. So many have to rely on, like, many people have to rely on water tankers to deliver their water because their faucets no longer work and are no longer, you know, dealing water. So the, the report says that this is the report coming from New Delhi, India, where hundreds of empty plastic jugs wait in rows on cracked, dry, dusty earth, hovering its Expectantly nearby, the residents of Besan Kuj, slum in New Delhi, one of the city's largest and poorest, stand waiting for the government water tanker to arrive. It's been 10 days so far, 10 days since they last received a drop of water. For many families, their containers ran out days ago. They are thirsty and dirty. Um, it's very difficult to live like this, said Fatima Bidi, who's 30, who is in charge of organizing water for the slum. Everything comes from the from this water, everything, drinking, cooking, cleaning, washing. Uh, Ten minutes away are Delhi's upscale shopping malls where you can buy a pair of sneakers for $1,000. But in this part of the city, people live in tightly packed courage iron huts in forty in 104 degree heat. It feels like a furnace inside them. As the tanker rolls into the compound, shouts rise up in the crowd. Men and women sprint forward the green rubber pipes to feed the tankers water into their containers. They are given 600 liters or about 158 gallons per household, barely enough to survive on until the nets water arrives. Um, the report says that India is facing the worst water crisis in history. An average two, 200,000 Indian lives are lost every year due to inadequate supply of water. Which is crazy because last a couple months ago on the podcast we we talked about how like a bunch of countries are dealing with this water crisis and we don't really talk about it because we think when we think of water we think oh there's all this ocean but we can't really drink that because ocean water is fucking um, like salt water and so we can't drink uh, salt water 
And so we can't really use the ocean water. We can only use the water that's coming from underground. Um, so, yeah. So going to another side uh, that's close to India, actually, going to Taiwan. Taiwan is becomes the first Asian country to legalize same-sex marriage in a historic first. Uh, so this happened just today. So lawmakers in Taiwan have approved a bill legalizing same-sex marriage, a landmark decision and makes the self Self-ruled island, the first place in Asia to pass gay marriage legislation. The vote came almost two years after the island's constitutional court ruled that the existing law, which said marriage was between a man and a woman, was constitu- was unconstitutional. I mean, the panel of judges gave the island's parliament two years to amend or enact new laws. On Friday or today, uh, only a week off the two-year deadline, lawmakers in Taiwan legislate, legislator Juan passed a bill making state-set marriage a reality. It will go forth into effect on May 24, two days before my birthday. Woo-woo. Can I get a woo-woo? Can I get a woo-woo? Uh, so that's what's happening in the world. And with that, we're going to go ahead and let you know what is happening in this place that I like to call the shit-talking section of the podcast. So I told you some tea. I told you some truth. And now we're going to go ahead and talk some mother-tucking shit. So let's do this, y'all. You know you love talking shit. Just ask me. And, you know, if anyone showed us in the last week how to talk shit, it's our girl, Tati. So let's talk about some shit. Yeah, let's do this, y'all. Something in that juice, something, something in the booth. I'm horrible at lyrics, if y'all have not noticed. But that was Juice by Lisso. I'm I like this Lisso gang recently. Like, she's like a legit ass person, and she is just. It's suiting body positivity for all women out there and for all artists coming up. Um, all right, we've reached my favorite segment of the podcast where you get to talk some shit. So if you're ready to talk some shit, I'm ready to talk some shit. I got my tea going. I got the good tea going because we're going to talk some shit. The first thing we're going to talk shit about is these 25th Alabama senators that decided that they were going to take it up to themselves to ban abortion all together in Alabama. I read a quote that just encompasses how pendejos these senators, these male senators. By the way, Alabama has four female senators that all voted against the bill, but the other 25 voted for it because they're all white cis men. And they're response is that they're doing this because they care about the un- the unborn children. And I saw this quote that this girl named Stephanie Widows posted on Twitter, and it says as follows. Make no mistake, a state that criminalizes abortion but ranks 50th in public education doesn't give a shit about children. 
That's exactly it. You don't give a shit about children. No. Senators, no, uh-uh-uh-uh. Let's not lie. Because if you gave shit about children, like I said earlier, you'd be doing more for education, for health care, for, you know, the children after they're born. You care about having control over women. That's what you care about, pendejos. So if to you, I give you a big fuck you, Alabama senators. Hopefully you'll get reelected. You get knocked out and not reelected, I mean, in the next election. Also, talking about pendejos that are white men, uh, I want to go ahead and say a big fuck you to Sigma Chi at San Jose State University. A picture has been rolling around Twitter and even Facebook, it made, where they're in front of their Sigma Chi house, and they have all these Trump uh, flags up, and they look just like the fratty-ass white men that they are. So a big fuck you to you, Sigma Chi. If I ever run into you and I have the choice of not hiring you, trust me, you will not get your ass hired. If you just happen to uh, drive down San Jose State and see the Sigma Chi house, please send them my condolences. You know, I know there's a 7-Eleven down the street that sells eggs, toilet paper. You use your imagination, yo. This whole James Charles and Tati, like, um, feud that has been happening since last weekend. I literally was in the airport and somebody tweeted me and said, Did you hear what Tati said about James Charles? And I was like, first of all, who is Tati? Second of all, why do you think I know who James Charles is? Just because he's gay and I'm gay don't mean that we know each other. It's like when friends that are straight want to, like, hook you up or, like, pair you up with their gay friend. They're like, I have a friend who's gay, and I think you guys will really hit it off. I'm like, bitch, because we're both gay? Because that's all it takes, right? It just takes another gay guy, and that's it. If that's all it take, if all that, if, I mean, if that's all it took, my ass would not still be single, okay? So it does not just take another person being gay. So, no, I did not know about him. But this tea, though, this tea. So apparently James Charles and Tati were friends. Tati's like this makeup person, and they were friends. And then James Charles, like, betrayed Tati somehow. And he's like um, a molester. Like, he molested straight men or tries to turn straight men. Which I've always hated gay guys that try to, straight, try to turn straight men. Like, bitch, you don't like it when your mama try to turn you into a straight guy. So why are you trying to turn straight men into gay men? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Unless you're a lesbiana. <laughs> if you caught my drift. Uh, but yeah, and so apparently she betrayed him. So she, like, made this video, like, saying all this shit about who James Charles Whittier is. And he became the very first YouTube star to lose more than a million subscribers in a day. Because people were out here being petty as fuck, unsubscribing to James Charles, and subscribing to this homegirl, Tati. I don't know why. I don't watch either of them. But you know what, Tati, if that's really how this that this gay treated you, then fuck it. But the rest of us, that was none of my fucking business, you know? It's like this abortion. Whose business is it who has an abortion? Nobody's, other than that person. Talking about uh, someone that had no business doing what the fuck she did, I want to Miss Minute Maid, Miss Mayonnaise, Miss uh, Taylor Swift, I just want to give you a big fuck you, because I've never liked you. I've always been sketched about you, Miss Taylor Swift. But Miss Taylor Swift decided in the last, I think it was the Billboard Awards, or the 
Music Awards, I forgot. She decided she was going to bring a band out and come out to, like, a, a, a band, kind of like Beyonce did, for, um, what's it called, her, the home, for Homecoming, which was her Coachella. Bitch, you ain't not Beyonce. I is sorry. No. Like, Beyonce is sorry, I is sorry. Because you're not Beyonce. Like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like, I've never liked uh, Taylor Swift. People call her the um, the Aryan princess because all these, like, white supremacists like her. And so I'm like, no. And then when I saw that she tried to do this, I was like, girl, like, she tried. Like, when people say she tried, like, she really, really motherfucking tried. Like, I saw this uh, tweet that said, like, what would her... Um, what's it called? Like, what would the name of her of her album be? And that's where I got Minute Made because everybody's like, oh, it'd be Minute Made. Her songs would be like mayonnaise and all these things. I have to find that tweet and I have to read it to y'all because I literally was like laughing my ass off when I read. It was like come up with like the album songs or something like that. Mira, déjalo encuentro. Porque I'm, I think I liked it, pero, you know, I've been liking all this shit on Twitter. Entonces, por eso se me pierde. A ver si lo encuentro. If I can't find it, then I'll retweet it. And then y'all can go follow me on Twitter at It's Just a Talk and see the tweet. Because I thought it was pretty funny. This person really came up with, like, all these songs that she was going to be part of. Oh, aquí está. The songs were, number one, Pray Me, Pray We Catch Them, Runaways. Number two, Held Up. Number three, Don't You Hurt Yourself. Number four, Thin Lipped Smile Face. Number five, Kitten Hills. Number six, Daddy Money. Number seven, Love Flood. Number eight, Prisons. Number nine, MAGA. Number 10, Freedom, question mark, featuring G-E-C. Number 11, All White. And number 12 on the Taylor Swift album called Minute Made will be Plantation. So fuck you, Taylor Swift. We never liked you. And another singer that I never thought I wasn't going to like, because I love, like, singing his songs on karaoke and at the, at the you know, at El Party, at the family party, is Este Vicente Fernandez. This pendejo was dying, and he needed a kidney replacement. And this pendejo really said that he would not take the kidney replacement because he was afraid it was going to be coming from a, a gay person. I was like, Really? Really, Vicente Fernandez? You're 90-something years old? You're going to disappoint me like this? Now? Like, this far before you die? Like, now I'm going to have to cancel you? I can't fucking sing your songs at karaoke? Que ni volver, no, ni, ni volver. Your ass is not volviendo anywhere with that homophobic ass shit. So fuck you, Vicente Fernandez. Because last time I heard, isn't his son gay? So, sorry about it. And that is my talking shit segment. But before I leave you to another episode, I'm going to go ahead and give you my final boneless wings. And you know they're final boneless wings because unlike nuggets, I have a little, I'm a little saucier, you know? So I have more sauce. Uh, first thing that I want to remind y'all is Pose is now on Netflix. So if you have not watched Pose, I need y'all to watch Pose before June 11th when the second season comes out. Because then if you live in the Bay Area, we're going to try to bring people to, the, to my house to watch it. So watch Pose on Netflix. Number two on my final bonus wings, uh, congrats to us. The Equality Act passed in the House of Representatives uh, with a landslide um, 
I guess, boat. It's an amazing step forward for equality for everybody in the United States. Now we need to go to the Senate, which this pendejo, uh, the leader, Mitch McConnell, said that he will not consider a boat for the Equality Act. And then, even if it passes in the Senate, this fucking pendejo in the White House needs to sign it. And DJT said that he will not be signing the Equality Act. So we'll see what happens. Um... I want to give a shout-out to Tani Tuluwa Adewumi, who's a Nigerian refugee. He's an 8-year-old Nigerian refugee who is homeless in New York, but he just won the national championship for chess. So, Tani Tuluwa Adewumi, yo ass, yes. Someone needs to get this kid a fucking house. Um, if you are... In L.A., the LAUSD board raise is happening, and I'm not surprised that in a district that houses more than 90% Latino or or student of colors, both of these motherfucking people that are going up for the seat are white women. So, LAUSD, we need to do better. And if you are a teacher out there or a parent and you feel you've ever thought about running for office, I think this is the time to do it. Because we are the ones that really know what our students need, not these motherfucking white people. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm going to leave you off with crossing your fingers for me that I get an offer in one of these many interviews, final interviews that I've done in the past couple days. Please cross your fingers for me. Like, legit cross your fingers. And finally, I will see y'all for episode 019 in two weeks. Cuando I'm going to tell you everything if I saw my birthday trip. So I booked this trip in, like, October. Because my ass did not know I would be, like, this broke now. So now I have to take it. So I'm going to Guadalajara. I'm going to try to go to Michoacán and see, meet my aunts that I've never met. Then my ass is going to go to Puerto Vallarta for Puerto Vallarta Pride, Pride with some friends. Going to meet up with some people from LA there, some people from the Bay there. It's going to be... I hope it's going to be so much fun. I'm going to finish recording this podcast, and then I'm going to pack. I have, like, a little birthday dinner con the house of eleganza. So I need to make some carne asada and shit. I'm going to make carne asada, arroz, pico de gallo. You know, we got to get down in the kitchen. Porque mi mamá, you know, she taught me right. I remember she always used to say, Mijo, te voy a enseñar a cocinar. Por si un día encuentras una mujer que no sabe cocinar, tú sabes cómo, así no te mueres de hambre porque tú sabes cocinar. And I was like, Mama... I ain't gonna marry no woman, but you ain't gonna know that now. I'm gonna give you, like, at least, like, 10 years so I come out and let you know that. But now, I just know how to cook, so it's cool. I can fix your car and cook your meal. Bitch, if you... Someone marry me. Ya casen me. Casen me. I'm telling you. Casen me. So, yes, uh, I'm gonna see you in the next episode. I love you all. Uh, I will tell you everything that happened in my trip. Remember to follow me on social media, uh, my Snapchat, Instagram, and my Twitter is at It's Just A Talk. If you want to send me some questions for my La Opinion segment that I will be having in the next episode, send it to podcast.itsjustatalk at gmail.com. That's podcast, a period, and then It's Just A Talk all together at gmail.com. And I will be reading your letters out here, your questions. I'll tell you my best non um my best non-medical descript uh, advice that I can give you, pero de persona a persona, I think that's the, be- the best advice you could give. And with that, I'm going to leave you all. I love you all. 
Please have a great weekend and have a great Memorial Day. And I will see you all soon. Bye, y'all. Have so much, so much fun for mi cumpleaños, por fast. Bye. You're a real bitch. Let it up, let it up. You're a real bitch. Go on, let it up, let it up. It's your birthday. Go on, let it up, let it up. I'm drunk and I'm throwing middle fingers up. Pass me the push. We gon' light it up, let it up. I'm drunk and I'm throwing middle fingers up, fingers up. Slide in my DM. You can hit me up, hit me up. She wanna be the one. She ain't the only one. I got a bop in the trap. Got a bop on my lap. Bitch, I'm a dog, but I don't gotta chase the cat. They pull a wine mat. Get the Addy from their friends. I don't keep loose. Changing on top loose ends. If a nigga won't beef, if a bitch won't beef. We put it on the grill. Send that bitch to the street. She call me Young Beckham cause a nigga go deep. I live by the beat. I'm a kill.